yo, I'm excited. This is part two. Yeah. And and he's still here. You know what? This is so great. And we and since part one, we did a whole deal where in theaters next week, Black <laughs> to the Future. I am so excited. It's going to be so cool. So we're about to do this. It's going to be so much fun. Let's jump in. Okay. I love this podcast. You'll be laughing out loud and all of a sudden, boom, something that can really help you drops in your lap. I like it because I unexpectedly learn about life. It is so funny. I get to laugh and learn about life at the same time. I like listening to Funny How Life Works with the car of my parents. <laughs> With the car in my parents' pocket. Uh, <laughs> Blue Miracle, Rock Slide, are all your movies two-word movies? <laughs> Man, well, let's see. I'm trying to think now. Uh-oh. Where, no, they got some threes in there. Oh, all right. no, it's okay. not, which means Black to the Future <laughs> oh, oh, that's right. Yeah. That's you can't like claim both. rights to it. So I have a theory, too, about churches. Did I tell you about this? No. Black churches, yours don't account because you got it from a white dude. But... <laughs> It seems like black churches have way more syllables than white churches. <laughs> <laughs> like, for, like they just do in general. Like, what's the church you go to right now? Uh, Revolution. Revolution. That's the Revolution. Yeah. It's a multiracial church, ain't it? That's a lot of syllables. Is it? Uh, we're, is we're it less? Than, is it? It's is less it more than eighty percent white? That's four no, syllables. It's not more than eighty percent white. But <laughs> yeah. it's four, that's 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 like four syllables. That's like he borderline, like <laughs> gateway. Boom. Mostly white church. <laughs> Name a black church you know from the, from growing up. Second Tabernacle. On, like, yeah, I grew up in, yeah, there's a lot of I grew up in Spring Hill Missionary Baptist Church. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm talking yeah. about in Detroit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I can't even count. So more syllables, yeah, the more right. you know. Okay, yeah. this, this mm-hmm. how they going to do. Second. Yeah, greater Deliverance Church of God in Christ Holiness Temple. That's a whole, like, that's, <laughs> that's a mission statement. That's, right? that one <laughs> that's a whole mission statement. So, uh, you love Jesus. Yes, this is true. And I, I felt it when I, when you walked in the room, like I could feel that. So people always ask me a question like this. I'm going to ask you the same question. How do you, uh, I don't like the phrase navigate. So what do you, um, you need me to look up at the source, <laughs> another word for navigate. You don't look up the source. There's not another word for the source. I've looked it up. <laughs> oh, there is. What's another word for the source? <laughs> I'll tell you in just a minute when I look up the, the source. <laughs> what are you going to use? The source. Here we go. Ridiculous. No. Synonym. You, you, first of all, you spelled it yeah. wrong. It's going to be a dinosaur. <laughs> Synonyms. Here we go. You ready? There is none, dude. Word finder. Ooh, look at that. Oh, word book. Word finder. That's another word, word book. That's a definition, though, really. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Word finder. That's another word for a pastor. Yeah, there you go. Cool. So how do you, because uh, when I was on set on all of the movies, and I've done, oh my gosh, so two movies. <laughs> um, uh, oh, so I get this. Some, I used to get this a lot when I lived in Los Angeles. People would try to, I would get scripts. And I'm, because I get to do what I do uh, live, I'm not, I'm not dripping off doing any movies. Like I'm just, I'm cool if I'm going to do a movie. It really has to speak to me in order for me to do it. But the director, somebody might call me and they will say, or the producer, somebody will call me like, hey, listen, one, one, one person said, hey, because there was a lot of cursing in the script. And I didn't want to do all that. Like, I'm like, I don't want to do it. They said, well, you could just, you don't have to use curse words. You could just say, darn. I'm like, wait, I'm like, wait a minute. He, he in a gang, right? <laughs> what kind of gang yeah. member? Get your darn self out of here. Like, what? I was like, oh, this is not going to work at all. So how do you um, keep it real? Yeah, how do you show up on set? Like, how do you want to show up versus how does that, does it play a role or is this just how you get down? Because I know you talk about your set is your set. So how do you run your set? Yeah, Understanding I mean, how you get down in real life too. Yeah, I mean, the set, I think, um, 
you know, in different, there's other people in the faith film, you know, industry that run sets different ways. Um, man, I, I find that what I want to do is always be, um, and I, I feel this way with my films too, is be inclusive. Right. So That's like, great. I think like a lot of the faith films we make are, are built to be exclusive. So oh like if goodness. you, you've got to be on the team already to want to watch the movie. And I think the sets can run that way too. And so, um, I mean, I just like, I, I look at it like, you know, every human being, regardless of religion, you know, gender, whatever, um, you know, sexual orientation, like we all want the same things mm-hmm. in life. We want to know we have purpose. We want to feel loved. You know, it's like, there's, there's things That's that connect so us good. all. And so it's like, if I can just, you know, uh, show that and then they can understand that I've got a Christian worldview that I put my lens through that then, you know, they can ask questions or whatever. It's like, so I got to walk around and go, you know, beat people over the head of the Bible. Like, honestly, and I don't do like a group prayer and gather around. I'll pray myself if I want uh-huh. to. Like I'll walk the set sometimes. Pray. They know what I'm doing. You know That's what I mean? Good. Like, I don't That's have to go. Good. They know what I'm doing. I, yeah, you know, yeah. I, I, you know, I've got like my cross, you know, I wear a cross or something. I, you know, uh-huh. there's, you know, there's a, and I wouldn't say breadcrumbs. There's like pizzas laying around. Like they know what's going on. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. right. And, um, and, and so as, and so as long as they're again, feeling appreciated and loved, here's, here's what I, here's one thing. Like I'll, I'll go the opposite side. I've got a buddy and, um, he's told me that he's worked on porn sets and a faith-based movie set. And he said on the porn set, the producers treated the crew with more respect than on the faith-based one he worked on. Wow. And to me, that was super telling. Mm-hmm. And so, I think the inverse of that is true too, man. If you just show people love, I mean, look, dude, it's stressful to make a movie, right? Uh-huh. But if we're not having fun, why are we even doing it? So it's That's like, great. I think it's the balance of that. And, um, and just, again, letting people know you love them, man. And then they want to know well, why you love them. Or like, you know, if someone's <laughs> got issues, like let's handle it like mature adults. Like, let's not get mad. Let's That's talk great. through it. I on your I, set, I, I, you I, should I, be on your set. You yeah. should be showing love. Mm-hmm. Even if you make it. (laughs) (laughs) But I've heard you talk about in terms of even like the scenes and the writing, like when you have certain scenes where, you know, as the world lives that out, there would be profanity. There would be inappropriate content from your worldview when you're writing. How do you how do you approach that to try and keep it real? Yeah. Yet respect your worldview. Yeah, that's um, you know, that's interesting because it is the balance of um, you want to make sure like. I've watched faith movies where I literally stood up and was like, no human beings in the world have ever had that conversation. Like that <laughs> right. literally is a yeah, conversation that absolutely. no one's ever had. Exactly. And, um, right. And, and so, uh, and, and so like, I, to me, if you want to get, you know, an audience to watch or, and to be involved with characters, like there's gotta be an authenticity to it. Right. Like, mm-hmm. especially this generation, yes. like they're really into authenticity absolutely. and it's gotta feel like your characters are real and kind of lived. And so, yeah, they're not, they're dealing with issues and they're dealing with stuff. Now I think, you know, the faith based films obviously have a very specific market and there sure. are very specific things you can do and not do. Yeah. <clears throat> Blows my mind when I have producers call me and they're like, here you go. Here's a faith based script. And I read it. I'm like, Yo, just because your dude has a Bible in one scene doesn't mean, <laughs> you know, we're, we're overlooking all the other stuff. He like, said Jesus, but not in the right yeah, way. Yeah. <laughs> right. Oh yeah. Oh, I, I, I had, <laughs> I had one and they sent me the key, this one, I had a, a project and they sent me in, in, in the, in the material, the book material, mm-hmm. the IP. I mean, it's dropping GD and, you know, F-bombs. And I was like, you can't, this can't we can't turn this into a faith film because <laughs> anyone who goes back to the IP is going to see, you know, what it is. So um, to answer your question, like what I, I, when I'm writing for that audience, like I definitely, you know, write like that. And then there's other films I have right now that are not faith-based. Like we just wrapped one. Um, and it's, it's just a father-daughter love story. And there's no, but there's language in it. But as for me, as long as it feels earned, I don't mind that. Um, 
mm-hmm. just don't like, I don't like anything gratuitous. Mm-hmm. And I, I have a, t- and I'll admit I have a tough time. Like I'm probably not going to show, I'm not probably not going to do nudity. I had, I've had a project that's at a studio that they tried to switch up and throw in a, a sex scene. And I was like, it didn't, it didn't make sense. I was like, this character wouldn't even do this right now. And that's thankfully I, I stood my ground and I won on that one. Okay. But so I think it's a balance, but, um, cause that's I always, great. I always find it's funny too, right? Like I, I know there's a lot of Christians and they're like, Oh, you can't make this kind of movie. You can't make a movie that says that a bad works. word, but I'm like, but you still watch those movies, right? Like I do. I don't watch just exactly. PGG movies. Yes. So right. it's like, so you could watch it, but I couldn't make it because it's offensive if right. I make it, but right. it's not offensive if you watch it. So I'm like, all right. So to me, it's, it's that balance of not being Absolutely. gratuitous. And, um, and we're also as, as Christians, we're also much easier to forgive, uh, violence. Like, I mean, mm. violence is always okay. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas delving anything that's even mildly sexual is like huge red mm. flags. And I find that really interesting. Um, mm-hmm. because, and I don't, and I don't, I guess I don't know why that is, but it, it really is, you know, it was funny because I was growing up, my mom, she was always the, like, she was interesting. I mean, she was the opposite. She'd be like, Hey, I'd rather you see movies that are, you know, not like some great yeah. big mm-hmm. sex scenes but like you know then this, uh, right. some gory movie where everyone's getting because mur- she's like that's going to do more yeah. damage to you and that's Interesting. Great. so but yeah. i don't know man but yeah. I, we're more forgiving i think right. in that and maybe it has something I, to do with uh, you know you can speak that like well, biblically I mean, like, yeah without like, going too deep for too long i would just say biblically i think part of that wrestling i mean in defense of those that may seem hypocritical in their approach to violence versus sex when paul talks about sexual sin in first corinthians he makes that statement all other sins are outside of the body, but sexual sins against your own body and your body's a temple of the Holy Spirit. So it kind of in a debate about are all sins the same or are there levels to this? That passage would be one place where it feels like, is he saying there's levels to this? Because everything else right. is outside the body and sex against the own body. But that's probably a different conversation for a different podcast yeah. someday. But I think that's where that heightened, you know, people may not even realize that's where they, they and, get it from. And let me speak on that because uh, and there's by the way, there's obviously room for. All of that. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I don't yeah. want to say like, if, if that's how you feel about a movie, I say a hundred percent, then you shouldn't watch these right. other movies. But at the same time, you know, you should, you know, I, I don't condemn watching one. I don't condemn making one. Mm-hmm. If it's something else you would watch, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, and I especially think with kids though, too. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm very, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm more protective. I think obviously with my kids than, yeah. I know. think your point about gratuitous is, is a key piece. Yeah, I, I was telling you, I went on that run one time, that, that ultra marathon I did through the woods, and mm-hmm. the guy went the wrong way. He went out of the way like 30 minutes, and then he was coming back 30 minutes, and he realized he had took a wrong turn. And so I'm turning on the trail. When that dude realized he had turned the wrong way for an hour, I heard so many cuss words <laughs> in like a 60-second stretch. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, come on, man. That's a little bit excessive. No mm-hmm. human being cusses that much over something like this. But for him. It yeah. was his real thing. It felt gratuitous yeah. in that yeah. moment. So, so. I, I think what happens is when people watch a non-Christian film, they're just showing up with their consumer hat on. They're just going to consume it. But as soon as they see that it's a Christian film, they have their their criticism hat on. Like they're going to criticize. They're looking at it through a different lens. They're, they're assuming like, is it's this- lower quality, so they're comparing quality. There's- well, well, they're just specifically with what you're talking about. They want to judge it. Like, huh? I don't. Is this really how Christian? Christian is it? Yeah. Because if I'm on, I remember I was on some show or something and people i was on some tv show and they're like um somebody left a comment somewhere did you why didn't you tell them about jesus mm-hmm. what, tell them about it's, it was a four minute interview <laughs> yeah. it was a four minute interview why why am i assuming this person doesn't even know about jesus so i'm super 
like I think there should be some Christian films, and I know some people are gonna probably call in or whatever. That's fine. I actually think because here's how the way comedy works is there's a setup and there's a punchline. But the more you counter the setup, the more powerful the punchline could be. So if you do a film about somebody being redeemed, which I'm against, I don't. I told everybody would call me about if somebody's getting redeemed at the end of this, I, I ain't doing a movie. I'm sorry. I just come on, like we could see it coming. Not for he just mean anyway. But but if there's some language in it and that person who used some language before is suddenly like whatever the case, the language actually makes the punchline better. So I'm open to like, I just think we need to be more strategic about how we have an impact. And then if you say Christian film, it gets a little uh, suspicious too. I'll just say real quick, this is interesting. So we, um, the, the Shonda movie we had, mm -hmm. or we have, we tested it with an audience mm -hmm. and, um, and we were, we we're testing cause it's, it's a broad, it's much more broad. Like I said, it's a karaoke movie. It's got like awesome music, like, and I love eighties. I'm such an eighties freak. So it's like, got mm -hmm. all like Huey Lewis and, you know, Ario Speedwagons mm -hmm, in there. So mm -hmm. and, and, but we tested it and I wanted to test it with a primarily secular audience. So the, the group that mm. got the people in there, they brought it in there. And so anyways, everyone's laughing, liking it. It was great. We got a great reception, but afterwards when we were, there's the Q and a time, um, all of the questions were primarily about like not enough theology and not, enough, you know, and I was like, well, and they were, and so they were saying like, well, this, this, you know, I couldn't, this isn't a, this isn't a faith-based film. Like this is not, this isn't cause there was like, I don't know, maybe one line in there where they were like, Oh, you can't say that in a faith-based film. Mm -hmm. And I said, Oh, okay, cool. I said, so there's not enough faith in this for you for a faith-based film. I said, but if this was just pitched as a comedy and you came and saw this, would you, would there be enough exactly. faith? In it? And they were like, Oh yeah. Like it's same movie, but literally if it was a regular, exactly. if it was just a secular film, they were like, Oh, that'd be amazing. Cause there was like all this like Christian worldview in there and all this stuff. I'm like, yeah, that's, <laughs> exactly. that's what this is. So don't that's come in brilliant. here and don't, cause it was, it was, and it was literally how it was positioned. Dude, in their mind. That's exactly what you're saying. I think so. the same way, because when they first finished selfie dad, I wanted it to be a family film. Didn't call it a Christian film, but what I did not want, I did not want them to call it a comedy. Because if you call it a comedy, it's not like the, the, the film itself. And I told Brad and Paul and them and they're great. The film itself can't follow my standup. It just can't. So if you call it a comedy, people's expectations will be really, really high. And they're going to get there. It's like, ah, if you talk, call it a family film, which they did. It will be one of the most funniest family films you've seen because it's just a family. The, the expectation is yeah. the way it's packaged. The pre-framing of it is completely different. 100%. So that's, yeah, I agree with that. Oh, so I asked one more question before we bounce. So I would ask people um, about how do you avoid getting in your feelings when you have to do like a kissing scene or romantic scene, right? Have you ever had that conversation with people before? But like, there's a there's a line there where you got to be super. Um, oh no, let me ask this question instead. The only reason I was mentioning that is I was in a corner during selfie dad. There were some other actors there, and they were. I said, "How do you guys not feel anything when you kiss other people?" And they said, "Oh, it's just." It's just acting. You have to understand how to act. And I was like, and they said, yeah, because if you're professional, that doesn't happen. I'm, and I'm confused. I'm like, yeah. you're really kissing this person. Then I said to him, I said, hey, uh, so you could you could act across from your brother then, huh? And she was like, that's disgusting. Why would I kiss my brother? <laughs> I was like, you just said it wasn't no feelings involved. What are you talking about? Like, how could that possibly be the case? Anyway, the question I really want to ask before we bounce is, uh, man, I just had it. It was awesome, too. It was so powerful. Hmm. 
It's tough, man. It's like a great cliffhanger. Yeah. Right, go to ad what or do go, you to do? go to commercial. <laughs> what, do you, what, do you, what do you do when your actors forget their lines? Oh, that's what we're doing right now. Uh, <laughs> you going to point that out at me real quick? I, mean, I wasn't even looking at you. Yeah, typically call you fire them on the spot. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but jazz. you tell them you first. We're going a different direction. Um, no, um, uh, I did find it interesting that day. When Chaz was released into his destiny, I want to find you, that scene, dude. Can you, we plug you that scene in somewhere? With, I had forgotten to look at the script. Yeah, that day. yeah. well, you know, uh, I didn't. Yeah, you would. <laughs> That's the beauty of soaps too. Is like you could show up on the on the set and you start looking, and they're like, when you actually go shoot the scene, they're like, all right, close enough, moving on. I close mean, they, enough, you know, because yeah, because they got to. They're shooting like going. you know forty five pages a day or whatever. It's like literally, you get two tries. You kind of get it right, and we're moving. So I, I do have a question. Why are you thinking of your question? Oh, it's not going to come back. All right. Well, <laughs> so so this year, um, and I, I, yeah, our church is doing a Christmas series. It's, we're going to call it Complicated Christmas. And actually, we're going to look at Zechariah and Elizabeth and Mary and Joseph and just some of the complicated nature of their relationship approaching, you know, that birth of Jesus. So we thought, oh, it's like a Hallmark movie, but the opposite. Because Hallmark movies, everything works out great. Mm-hmm. And in complicated Christmas, everything don't go smoothly. If you were in our church and you were serving, we said, we want to make a promo for the sermon series. We need you to write a script. Is that kind of serving thing you would do in your church? Or would you say, no, wow. I'm to serve in the area. Is that what we're doing no, right no, now? No, no, no. We got it done. Some people don't want to serve in the area that they work in. Uh, Other people say, oh, that's right up my alley. No, I, um, I did that in my old church. Mm-hmm. Like there's, um, we, we wrote videos and stuff. Um, I, me personally, I prefer to work in the special needs uh, department. I At mean, the like, church? Yeah, so that's my heart. So nice. like, oh, that's dope, I would man. spend in time um, with our buddies group and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, but if they ever asked me, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't, how's this? I wouldn't volunteer. Like I wouldn't knock on the door. Hey man, what can I shoot for you? Yeah. But if they came oh, and said, hey dope. man, can you write something for me? Like, I don't think I ever turned them down. Or if they ever came to me and said, hey, we need somebody like, um, and this is a different story, a different thing too. It's like, I, I always want to be a connector of people. Um, and so like, I'd be like, dude, I can't do it, but hold on. Let me call five people and see if I can get somebody that yep. will help you out. And so like, I, I want to be a help, but you know, I, I, I don't, it is interesting, right? I will say this because of, um, my, uh, career, like it does make me nervous, more nervous to do something for the church because I feel like their the expectations are so high. Like, hey, this guy just shot a movie with so and so, and oh, look at this video! Wow, oh, I mean, wow. you know, so like that okay. to me is yeah, like that makes smart. it a little more difficult. Like, mm-hmm. I'd, I'd rather like I, I'm less nervous to go shoot a movie than I would be to go shoot something for the church. Wow, um, just because, and it's my own probably. It's probably my own, you know, uh, uh, whatever. Uh, yeah. Thought, insecurity yeah insecurity mm-hmm. with it that like i'm going to be judged more yep. because um because it's what i do but anyways but that's why i think that's why it's great where I, like i said with the special needs community like i love it and i can just be like just hand i don't think about it, you know it's gonna be hands and just be there nice much better but all right much Chris, better. i have a question before we go to the off the cuff if you had to say or give advice for people that want to write and get on netflix what advice would you give them well Netflix is like nine ninety nine. There's a website you can go to. <laughs> I can answer that for you right now. It's not that, it's not uh, that expensive, Andy. I don't know where you. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, anyone. I mean, anyone. I always tell people that are starting to, you know, want to write and direct or whatever. Just anything is like you just got to jump in, especially now in this day and age. Like, you got to go find, you know, um, sets where you can. Like, try to be a PA, an intern. Like, um, just getting your, you know, getting getting boots on the ground and, and, and running with it. Cause to me, it's all trial by fire. I've got a lot of friends that are asking me like, 
oh, I'm a, you know, I'm a writer and like, uh, how do I get an agent? I'm like, well, you, you really don't until you have something you've done and then they want the next thing. So it's like, that's the hardest mm-hmm. part to mm-hmm. understand. Like a, an agent, they want to know you've got something and they also want to make sure that you have something ready to go to market right now. That's when they'll take you. And it's really hard, you know, to, to mm-hmm. get that because a lot of people think they need an agent to do so. But you can now, it's so cheap and easy to make movies. I mean, you can shoot, you know, little things or small, you know, short films or whatever to kind of prove yourself. Like I say, go, go make your own stuff. And again, it's all about networking. So like the, if you go work as a PA on a, on a, on a movie, well, four years from now, all those people that were PAs, if they're still in the industry, they're doing their associate producers now, or they're, you know, they're reading scripts at a company. Like I look back at like the people I started with in the late nineties and those people now, the ones that made it now, again, 90% will fall away and they won't be in the industry anymore. But like the ones that are there are still there. Like they're running, they're running stuff. That's and great. and so like now we're, I can call and be like, Hey man, I need this. I need this. And they're like, boom, I'm on it. But that's because we were all PAs once and we all oh, just kind of moved great. up together. So that's always says like, and again, I think it all circles back to be the kind of person that people want to be around. Like, you know what I mean? So and, and that's, yeah. So that's what I would say is just, you got to just jump in. Don't sit around and go. I've got the script I've written and I'm, and also if you're writing, don't write like a $150 million sci-fi movie as your first movie. Like write something that you can probably shoot. Like we, we just did something that we haven't um, put out yet or, or even released the name of it or anything, but it's basically three actors and you know, it's like, you can do that. Like three actors, like wow, the Duplass great. brothers do that all the time. They made a living off that and they do great movies and you know, but it's super contained, it's, you know, few locations and few actors. And then you can make it for, a price point, and now you got your first movie under your belt. That is great. That's cool. So the off-the-cuff moment, this is so powerful. The off-the-cuff moment I want to go off-the-cuff on is some amazing stuff we really learn from our guests. When he talks about a PA, a PA is a production assistant. How can you in your life be a PA? Meaning, how can you be a better servant to other people? The question was, if you want to become an actor or if you want to become a director, what do you do first? Well, I love the answer of being a PA. How can you be a production assistant for someone around you who is trying to produce something good? It doesn't have to be a movie. It could just be anything in life that they're trying to produce that's good. And how can you come alongside them? And maybe it's in the profession or the direction that you're looking to be in. How could you come alongside them and help them get to where they need to be? So in doing so, you can also help yourself get even further down the line. It's it's a lot like tennis. You're not going to be any good at it if you don't know how to serve. And it always starts with love. It's super important that you show the love and take time out to find those people who are around you and simply tell them thank you. If you do this, you'll be amazed. It's funny how life works. Appreciate you. I love you. For for my guests, for my co-hosts, and for this dude from Brazil. I so appreciate you. We love you, Michael Jr. And we are out. Hey, Michael Jr., I want to challenge your listeners. Challenge them with what? I want them to have 200,000 views on your free... Ooh, that's right. Free YouTube special, more than funny comedy. So listen, so last week, Chris, I, I um, like I mentioned, I took my comedy special and put it online. And, you know, we were hoping to put this thing somewhere. I mean, I was gearing up. We spent all of this loot. And I was like, you know what? We just going. I just really felt like we were supposed to give it to the people. And we didn't do a bunch of marketing or anything. We just was like, well, I wanted to do some. I wanted to do a bunch of marketing, but I felt like there was a date I needed to drop it by, which was the 15th of October. And my team, we didn't, I was like, whatever, we're just going to do it. And we just put it out there. So if 
So that'd be great. 200,000. By, well, here's the thing. We're at 100,000, mm-hmm. 106,000. Mm-hmm. We dropped it last week by the time this podcast air. I hope we well past 200,000. So let's just aim a little higher, maybe. Let's, All right. What are you thinking? Half a million. Wow. Half a million. When is this going to air? I need to know that first. Do I have any idea when this might air? I will make this the, the next one. This is a good one. This is a good this, one. This is a good one. So we'll make this the next one. This is actually going to be a two-parter. So, yeah. all right, we want to have 750,000 views. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Let's reach 750,000 yeah. views by, give us a date. <laughs> oh, Thanksgiving. Yes. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, right. 750,000. A million views. Many views. By the end of Thanksgiving, because you would have heard this already. Now you get to share it with your people. Yeah. So before Thanksgiving is over on that Friday, Good for that's a good Friday, right? Come on, <laughs> Chris. It'll be good if we hit 750 to a million. Right. You guys could do that, that'd be awesome. Just go to Michael, just go to YouTube and put in more than funny. That's the name of the comedy. Oh, and this comedy special, Chris, by the way, what we did was uh, you'll see it, but we did it's it's comedy, it's an, probably an hour, 20 minutes of comedy, but in the middle of it, we put three stories. And the first story is me on an ATV with this guy named John Ramsey. And we go into the woods to help homeless people get out of the woods and find a home in the middle of the jokes. We cut to this thing. And then the next one is about a family who had a special needs son who passed away. And um, we found this artist that I knew and we told him about the family. He draws a picture for him. We surprise the family. I have no idea. He's blessed. They're blessed. Then the last one is about a family who has um, they adopted 12 kids, bananas, and their vehicle got stolen. So we did a comedy show for him. To get him another vehicle. But God didn't tell me to buy him a vehicle. He told me to to do something. So we prayed and we did a comedy show called the No Show Comedy Show. Where people bought tickets to a show that would never happen. And they bought tickets and we got this family, this van. So anyway. That was that show in oh. California. When Michael didn't show up. <laughs> that's what, yeah, so that's what I was doing. <laughs> so in the middle of the joke, so we got you laughing. And then suddenly you're like, whoa. So the, so the comments are like, I'm here crying. I'm laughing. I feel like a maniac. Like they, they're just all over the place. It's, it's dope. So you guys want to go watch that. This is the longest little extra excerpt we've ever done at the end. But please go watch More Than Funny. And we'll hit a million by uh, the day after Thanksgiving. All right. 750,000. 750,000. Yeah. Did I just backpedal? No, I'll give you one tonight for sure. <laughs> Thank you More very much. Yeah. Cool. Now we need six hundred. <laughs> Wait, my math is all twisted. I need to go back to school. <laughs> cool. Nice. All right, you guys are awesome. Thanks everybody. Thanks Andy for mentioning that.